On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, fresh off a solid summer with the Welland Jackfish, Grand Prairie's Dane Toflin has his eyes set on turning pro. Welcome to episode 155 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Before we get to this week's guest, we wanted to tip our caps to the Atlanta Braves on winning the World Series, knocking off the Houston Astros in six games. A number of Canadians are a part of that organization, including GM Alex Anthopoulos. A couple of Albertans were also able to celebrate the win. Pitching phenom Mike Soroka is recuperating from injury, but was in the dugout and enjoying the festivities after that final out. And assistant athletic trainer and episode 66 guest Mike Frostad also did our province proud. We wanted to let them cherish those moments, so we'll catch up with them again in the weeks ahead. Make sure to subscribe on your app of choice for when we get in touch with them. And again, congratulations to Mike Soroka, Mike Frostad, and the Atlanta Braves on their World Series victory. On to our guest this week, Dane Toflin has had a few reasons to celebrate over the last year. The hard-hitting infielder came off an injury-plagued career at Indiana State University to help the Okotoks Dogs win the 2019 Western Canadian Baseball League Championship. After the pandemic turf, the 2020 summer season, Toflin started 2021 with Quebec in the Frontier League before moving on to the Well and Jackfish of the Intercounty Baseball League. The 6'4", 230-pound slugger from a farm outside Grand Prairie turned a lot of heads this summer, hitting 417 with 8 home runs, 36 runs batted in, and 19 stolen bases in just 30 games as the Jackfish made it to the league final. We caught up with the Dogs Academy grad last week to talk about his summer, his baseball journey, and much, much more. Dane, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Awesome. I appreciate you having me. Talk about a great summer in Welland, and let's start there. How did you enjoy yourself with the Jackfish? Oh, I loved it, man. I mean... Obviously, it was a bit of a letdown getting getting released from Quebec, but uh, honestly, going out to Welland was was a great experience. Um, we had a great coaching staff there, uh, great manager. I had those great owners, good teammates. Um, I, overall, I just had a good experience there, and obviously, I had a good season too, which which helped. It's a pretty storied league as well as reading up on it, and it's been around since like 1919 or something like that. So I'm curious, from your perspective, what attracted you to that program and that and that league? Um, well, before I ever, I think it was in the COVID season that Welland first reached out to me. Um, and then obviously, like, they didn't get going. And then I kind of found my way to the Frontier League there the next year. And then as soon as I got released there, they reached out to me, or I re- actually reached back out to them, and they still had a spot for me for that season. So that was kind of how I got placed there. It was just they had a, they still had a spot open, and I, I guess I just showed up. So that's that's basically how that worked out. You fall short in the playoffs, but it still had to. You mentioned the numbers part, but just the the overall experience and and feeling good at the plate again probably was a was a pretty big thing to have in the in the back of your cap. Yeah, I mean, um, it was it was obviously nice having a lot of uh, personal success in that league, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of leave with a, a sour taste in your mouth when you when you get knocked out in the first round of playoffs so 
but I, I did enjoy my time there. Glad to hear it. And that season comes off a long COVID break for yourself. Talk about that and having to, to deal with the ebbs and flows of we're on again, we're off again. We don't know what's going on in this pandemic world. Yeah, honestly, uh, right when the pandemic initially hit, I was actually in the States, I believe, with my girlfriend. So I was actually kind of even just wondering how I was going to get home. Um, and then obviously, but I got home without a problem because they didn't have all the, the border stuff in effect yet. But uh, after that, I went home to the farm and I started farming for a couple of months until I heard things were going to get picked back up. Um, and that's when I moved back down to Okotoks to live with my buddy Matt Lloyd um, and his family. And him and I kind of just were training. Uh, working when we could, golfing a lot, which was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, just regular COVID stuff. I mean, we were just trying to keep our bodies ready in case a season got started, which obviously nothing really got going in 20, I guess it was 2020. Um, but yeah, so we just tried to stay as ready as we could and keep ourselves busy until something something's going to happen. How big was that, having a guy like Matt Lloyd in your back pocket for the the staying on top of things aspect? I mean, he's coming off of being drafted by Cincinnati. He's dealing with all of the the pro stuff that comes along with it, but he can you can kind of pick his brain along the way as well. Yeah, I mean, Matt's my best friend, so I mean, it's he's he's honestly like a brother. So I mean, when we get the chance to to work out together and you know just hang out. Um, I mean, we just push each other when we work out and stuff together. Um, and, you know, like, he, he's a smart dude. He knows a lot about baseball. So, I mean, just shooting the shit. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Sorry. Absolutely. Uh, you know, just talking, it's – you just get to pick his brain, like you said. I mean, he's a smart guy, and he's a great friend. What's it meant to be able to watch him on his journey as well, going through the pro process, coming back from injury, having a little bit of success, and and just kind of getting into the grind? It's been it's been uh, it's been pretty good. We actually had a little contest this year because we we both played about the same amount of games, so we we're trying to see if we could hit more home runs by the end of the season. <laughs> Obviously, he was facing a little bit different pitching, mm-hmm. uh, being in Double A, but. Uh, yeah, so I think we ended up tying. But uh, every, after every game, like if I hit one, I was texting him. After he hit one, he texted me, and we had a little, a little back and forth there for a while. Very cool. Let's go back to the beginning on this one with baseball particularly. You're out uh, north of Grand Prairie. How is it that you fall in love with the game of baseball, of all things? Um, That's a great question. Um. You know, I used to love hockey, too. Uh, I played hockey forever, but baseball was probably the sport I, I just enjoyed the most, so I decided to, to stick with it. And uh, I think it was my first baseball coach in Grand Prairie that told me, he's like, he's like, he just told me, he's like, you got to move somewhere else to go play baseball. And that's when I started looking, and it was like, Edmonton and Vauxhall and Okotoks and at our first trip where we started to look at academies we actually decided just to go to Okotoks first to look 
and I fell in love with that place. So that was that was how I decided to go to Okotoa. To me, it's the only place I looked at, but I loved it. Um, and then so after that, I I knew I was just gonna play high school baseball there. And then I didn't even think about getting into college. Then I just played baseball and had a had an opportunity, so I took it. Did you struggle at all with that idea of having to choose between sports you might be good at or that you loved or whatever the case may be? Because I know being a multi-sport athlete, there's that moment where you have to kind of make that decision. Did you struggle with it at all, or were you pretty good with baseball being the pick? Honestly, at the time, I was so like, I was fine with it. Like I, all I wanted to do was play baseball. That's it. I just wanted to work out, play baseball go to school and just be done with school so I just go back to baseball mm-hmm. but honestly when I look back at it now I wish I wish I had played hockey longer I wish I would have played football when I was younger like you, you kind of look back on it and wish you did a little bit more for a little bit longer but uh I mean I didn't regret it because I, I ended up where I am now playing baseball mm-hmm. which is the best it's the best whatever but mm-hmm. I, I do look back on it and kind of regret not playing hockey a little bit longer, but I mean, that's at the time, that's all I want to do. Like I said, is all I want to do is play baseball, so I, I don't regret it. Very cool. You walked us through how you ended up going to Okotoks. When you look back on it, what was it about Okotoks that really drew you to it that went, I don't need to go anywhere else. This is the place I want to be. Uh, Honestly, Matt, it was the Probably just the indoor facility. I mean, I, I went there in the summer, so I mean, I could have I could have gone on onto the field, but I uh, I didn't. I just looked at like the locker room and everything they had to offer there, and I just thought to myself, I can I can play baseball all year, all year round here. And I was like, this this is where I this is where I need to be. And so that was like it was like the same day I, de- I had a a tryout or whatever, a pretty pretty informal tryout. Cage. But I think that was with uh, Brandon Newell when he was still there. Um, so yeah, that was that was when he was there, and I think Alan Cox was there that day as well. Um, but yeah, that's that was basically how I fell in love with that place. I mean, they, they let me do stuff the first day, so that was that was awesome. Mm-hmm. When you look back on it now, you got that benefit of 2020 hindsight. What did that program mean to you after being able to go through it? Oh, it was everything. I mean, just, I mean, playing baseball in Alberta, you never really think I'm going to go to a, a D1 or anything down in the States. At least I didn't think at the time. Um, but they just, like when Alan Cox was there, he just went, out of his way to get his guys signed. I mean, we there was like we took a trip. It was like Alan and six or seven of us went to like a, a Louisville camp and like hit in front of a bunch of uh, E1 colleges in Indiana. And that, that was how I actually got seen by Indiana State was just at that thing alone. Um. So I mean, honestly, like what. What Alan Cox did for us was just unbelievable. A lot, a lot of my baseball career, I, I believe I owe to, to Alan. 
that guy was the best the best coach I've ever had. You mentioned earlier that you didn't think you had it in you to be a college guy. Do you remember the moment where it kind of clicked where he went, okay, maybe I've got a shot at actually doing that? Well, I think just going down, playing these teams in the States, and you see that all these guys are commits to these D1s and stuff, and we were rolling them. And I was like, and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, there's no shot. I could not I have to play D1. Like, I'm, I'm going to. I was like, because playing against some of these guys, I was like, there's there's no way that these guys are going to some of these schools. But, I mean, they were. So, that was that was kind of when it clicked for me. And I think a lot of other guys, too, thought it was a lot more realistic after that. You end up going to Indiana State University. How did that opportunity all come about? And now looking back on it, what did it mean to you? And how do you remember that experience? Um, you know, it was, well, honestly, what drew me there was, it was the first D1 offer I had. And I, I mean, I was always told like going to JUCO, you go to JUCO to go to a D1 and I was, and I already had my D1 offer. So I, I just decided to go straight there. But, uh, you know, like my, my career there was pretty plagued by, by injuries. So it was not... I don't think I ever had a season where I played over 30 games, maybe, maybe my, maybe my senior season, but it was just a lot of poorly timed injuries, which was unfortunate, but, uh, you know, I grew a lot as like a, as a baseball player and more importantly as a person there. And I, I, I don't regret going there. Mm-hmm. I think I got a lot stronger mentally, um, and obviously, physically, I got a lot bigger there. Mm-hmm. Our, we had a really good strength coach, really good strength coach there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the personal side on that and, and the growth that you saw in yourself from that. What is it that uh, you feel you improved most on or that you learned most about yourself through that process? Um, I think a lot of it was I learned – to deal with failure a lot um like a lot a lot i had obviously registered in my first season uh that was tough for me but uh ultimately i think it was a good thing but uh i all like i always had that hard working aspect i always had that from from day one i mean that was the one thing my dad taught me is like if you're going to do something do it 110% no matter what it is if it's your job if it's baseball whatever but uh so I always had that but it honestly at school the one thing I learned most was to deal with with failure and I, like it's it's gonna happen and like in high in high school you never really understand that because I think anybody who's good at baseball in high school hits like four, in the 400 so I mean it's you don't really fail a lot mm-hmm so, I mean, it was just it was learning what baseball really is and how much the game speeds up on you there. One of the other things that you managed to put together was the 2019 season. A lot of academy guys watched college dogs games growing up, hoping one day they'll suit up for them. You had that opportunity in 2019. What was that like for you? I loved it, man. I mean, I had a bit of a different role being a, being a senior there. 
Um, so, like, they were playing a lot of the younger guys, which I was totally fine with. But uh, honestly, just, just to get to put that jersey back on was – it was awesome. And it is, it is a great way to finish out my college career. Obviously, the best part about it was, was winning the whole thing. Um, I mean, I couldn't have, couldn't have pictured it going any other way, honestly. It was quite a run to a championship there, and I want to ask from somebody who's kind of seen it from uh, a bunch of different angles, is what made that team so unique, so special, that, that managed to get together and, and really uh, bond and, and put together the season that and the, the playoff run that it did? Um, well, obviously we had Tristan Peters, which was huge. <laughs> that guy was an absolute monster that year. Um. And then we had, we we had good, we just had solid pitching. I mean, we had good starters. We had a good bullpen. We had we had guys come up that we needed in the spot start that did like they they just competed. We had guys that that competed. We it was just a bunch of gritty dudes. Um, and obviously we had some skill too, but we just had a we had a well-rounded roster. Is all I can really say. I mean, we had good guys to come off the bench they're having a day off I mean there just wasn't a lot of weak spots and I mean that's ultimately what you want in a team so I mean I feel like that's that was the deciding factor in how how we won a championship there did you have a moment in that celebration to kind of soak it all in and realize the the full circle moment to a certain extent there's the academy guy you can kind of picture yourself being the the kid who's watching this program and then all of a sudden you've come full circle to being the senior who's winning it all and, and bringing the championship back to Okotoks? Yeah, I mean, I was, honestly, like, the, when I first, when I was running in from right field is, like, when when it was kind of hitting me and I was like, this will be the last the last game I play on this field. But, I mean, it, it just the way it ended up. Uh, I loved it, man. I mean, I like I said, I couldn't picture it going any other way. And that was kind of just soaking in the celebration and uh, just hanging out with the guys and, and the coaches. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was it was a great experience. I assume it's probably among those that I'm going to ask you about here. But as you look back on the career that you've had to this point, and it's still a young one, uh, any favorite moments? Any favorite memories? Any moments of you know, taking that deep breath and going, I can't believe I'm here playing baseball or being in this part of the world doing what I love. Any any moments that just stick out to you as being can't believe moments? Um, honestly, the biggest can't believe moment was probably the game that I had. I uh, broke the school record for RBIs. I mean, I I obviously just came in after hitting my my third home run, and then I had a like literally every guy on my team come up to me and they're like, dude, you just broke the record. Mm-hmm. I was like, broke the record for what? I was like, there had to have been someone who had three home runs in the game. They're like, dude, you have 11 RBIs. And I hadn't even thought about it. I mean, every time I went up, I mean, there was always guys on base. But, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't really put it into perspective. And that was when it kind of set in after that last one. I was like, damn, I I 
I had a good day. <laughs> when you look back yeah. on it as well, I mean, you've mentioned Matt Lloyd, but and Alan Cox and a few others, but uh, relationships have always been a, a big key in in the conversations that I've had with different players. When you look back on it, uh, favorite people, favorite uh, relationships that have grown through the sport. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Loiter. Um, the only reason I met Matt was was through baseball in Okotoks. And like I said, I mean, the dude's my best friend. I mean, he's. I mean, I live with I lived with him. He's my he's my brother. But uh, obviously, Alan Alan's done so much for not only myself, but all, I would say also Matt and Matt will play the same thing, um, and a lot of other guys will play the same thing. Um. I mean, I met a lot of great guys at school, too. I made a lot of good friends at school. What's next for you? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I think I'm still going to try and play. Um, I shouldn't say I think. I, I am. Um, I'm looking to get into the frontier again next year, uh, whether that's through a contract or hopefully not through another tryout. But uh, mm. I, I believe I had a good enough season in that league to to get a shot in it but we'll see um if it doesn't work out then probably go back to the ibl for another season and be in the same situation and go from there but uh i'm it's it's a dream i'm definitely not gonna give up on soon mm-hmm. um so i guess we'll, we'll see where it takes me fantastic looking back on it being the an academy guy and seeing maybe some of those alumni roll through and offer words of advice or wisdom for the younger guys now that you're that guy who has that experience under your belt if you were to go back to dogs academy or anywhere else and offer words of advice for those who might be starting out on their journeys what advice would you impart on them um Honestly, I'd tell him something that one coach told me. His name is uh, Joey Gomes. When I played for him out in California, he told me, he's like, he's like, obviously you practice baseball stuff as much as you can. Like, just the only way you're going to get better at hitting is to hit. Only, the only way you're going to throw harder is to throw hard, and the only way to run faster is to run. And he's, he always just told me, he's like, be, be the best baseball player you can be, but he's also said, be the best athlete. And like the stronger you get, the faster you're going to get. So, I mean, just that's why I always prided myself in not only taking care of my body, but getting stronger every single day. I mean, that's, that's a huge part, especially when you play in the minor leagues now and they, it's, it's 100, 120 games or whatever they have now. And mm-hmm. I mean, these, uh, these independent leagues are the, are the same thing now. So it's, uh, they're long seasons. You got to learn to, to take care of your body and to go into it as as strong and as healthy as possible. Final question for you here, Dane. What does the game of baseball mean to you? It's everything, man. I mean, obviously, I've been very, very blessed to be playing it as long as I have, and I hope I, I play it for a lot longer. Hopefully, somehow, I'll stay around it for the for the rest of my life. But uh, it's it's been probably been one of the best things that's ever happened to me, other than obviously family but uh, mm. I mean the, the people I've met the relationships I've made the, the, like how I've grown as a person too has just been I mean it's it shaped the, the person who I am today so now baseball is 
baseball is almost everything for me, man. I love it. Dane, really glad that we were finally able to connect and have this conversation. Congratulations on all the success you've had to this point. Continued success going forward. And again, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Dane Tofflin for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. We'd also like to take a moment to thank our Platinum supporters for all they do to support us. The Okotoks Dogs are already gearing up for the 2022 season with WCBL schedule getting firmed up now and teams already doing their recruiting. Get all the updates at dogsbaseball.ca. And Absolute Human Performance is doing great things to train the next generation of elite athletes in the Edmonton region. For more updates on them, head to absolutehumanperformance.com. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.